Verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins. Sorry, women. Led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now I want to talk to you for a little bit this afternoon, this evening, about who are you following? Who are you following? God bless you. You may be seated. Who are you following? I want to take this, this same scripture setting, and I'm going to read to you from the New Living Translation. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. Wow, a little different. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents. Now I'm not I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at that little boy right behind you. No, I'm looking at those two little boys right behind you. <laughs> well, hallelujah. Let's move on. Uh, disobedient to parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them holy. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. And one more translation, trying to give an overall understanding, okay? Don't be naive, there are difficult times ahead. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude and coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending slanderers, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust and allergic to God. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they're animals. Stay clear of these people. These are the kind of people who smooth talk themselves into the homes of unstable and needy women and take advantage of them. Women who despised by their sinfulness Take up every new religion fad that calls itself truth. They get exploited every time and never really learn. 
So there we have our scripture setting. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. In the last days, perilous times will come. Who, who are you following? Who are you following? Like it or not, want to admit it or not, we're all followers. We're all followers. I know. I know we all think that, hey, I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. And that's true to an extent. Some have more followers than others. In reality, we are all following someone or some perception or some ideology. Peter said, I go a fishing. And the rest followed him into the boat. Your friend calls you and says, hey, let's go shopping. Yeah. You follow him shopping. Hey, let's go hunting. Yeah, let's go. You follow him going hunting. Hey, let's go to church. Yeah, let's go to church. You follow them to church. And the list goes on and on. And here's, here's one that you haven't heard in a while. I don't think you have. Maybe you have. I don't know. But, hey, let's go to the mall. Uh, I don't see very many people. Uh, much reaction over that. Anyway, not a very good mall here. <laughs> We're all, but we all should be followers of Jesus, Right? Well, yes, we are followers of Jesus when we follow his word and apply the principles of the word of God to our everyday lives. We are followers of Christ. In the scripture setting, we read, we learned that some will leave the truth and listen to different voices that don't put God first in their lives. They put themselves lustful desires, money, and they'll twist the meaning of the scriptures to fit their lifestyle so that they don't feel conviction when they do things contrary to the word of God, contrary to the word of God. I know my English sometimes gets the best of me, and I say contrary, but it's contrary to the word of God. Well, you may now say, how in the world can this happen? How can it happen? We're all reading from the same Bible, right? The same scriptures, aren't we? Well, let's take, for instance, something that happened in Genesis, okay? Genesis chapter 2, beginning at verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. Sounds pretty forward to me. Kind of cut and dry. Don't eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. 
But the next mention of this tree, we find the serpent talking to Eve. Genesis chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Someone subtle trying to twist things around in someone's mind. And they try and they'll try and do it out on the job. They'll try and do it when you're in different conversations to distort. Verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. See, a little bit different than what God said. God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Perceptions. Misperceptions. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God no, doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. And ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. I think that's in First Peter, talking about the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for, for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. You see a misperception of what God actually said. Words twisted to allure, to deceive, or merely misguide. And they, they are all around us, spirits that don't want us to go all the way to heaven that don't want us to make it to heaven that want to twist the word of God Jesus said in John 10 and 27 my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me also the apostle Paul told the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 be ye followers of me even as I also am of Christ. Paul said, follow me. I'm following Christ. If I'm not following Christ, don't follow me. There's been many, a, many a men of God that have stood behind this sacred desk and said, I preach to you the word of God, but if I start doing something different, then what I've preached to you about the Word of God, don't follow me. Stay in the Word of God. Stay in the book. The Word of God is able to save our souls unto salvation. Be ye followers of me, Paul says. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. 
Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. In other words, you can't discern what's good or bad anymore. You've allowed yourself to not follow the Word of God the way we're supposed to follow the Word of God. The Word of God is like a big puzzle. All the pieces fit just, just right. It reminds me of, was it yesterday? You and Clara, my wife and, and one of our granddaughters was putting together a puzzle. Wasn't a big puzzle. Oh, hallelujah. But it was big pieces. And and they had this one piece. It was a it was an outer edge piece, okay? And they had this one piece, and it looked like they couldn't find one that would match to fill the the outer edges. And my wife said, well, we have this one here that has a straight edge on it. And on closer observation, oh, well, the one that you have on the bottom, take it, take it off and put it on top. And the, the one, the last one that you have, put it back in that place. And they fit perfectly. And it looked uniform. That's the way the Word of God is. If we try and take part of the Word of God and make it fit our fancy and, and not line up, well, the Bible says, let every word be established with two or three witnesses. Now, if you have a doctrine that you're trying to say, hey, this is the way the Lord wants us to go, there should be other scriptures in the Bible that back that up, right? But if there's not, something's askew. I've used this many times in Bible studies, and you've heard it before, and you're going to hear it one more time. We're talking about rightly dividing the word of truth, okay? The Bible says that after Judas Iscariot betrayed the Lord, he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the high priest and threw it at him and said, Here, uh, I, I've sinned. I've done wrong. Uh, here, take your money back. He said, No, no, we, we don't have no deal now. You did what you wanted to do. That money's yours. And the Bible says that Judas went out and hung himself. And then there's another scripture in the, in the uh, Gospels where Jesus says, go and do thou likewise. But if we try and take those two scriptures and put them together, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to go hang myself. Those two scriptures don't fit together. We have to rightly divide the word of truth. So... Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Another translation, the New Living Translation reads, 
Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Yes, there are teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. Their conscience is dead. You know, their conscience is something that you walk into a store and you, I remember the first time I ever stole a candy bar. I think it was the last time I ever stole a candy bar, too. <laughs> I can't, I was about 12, I guess, 10 or 12, I can't remember. I walked into this, the BX on the, on the air base, and I was scared to death. And I was looking around, and I wanted that candy bar bad. And I was just looking around, and I picked it up and looked at it a little bit and kind of looked around and put it in my pocket. Kind of walked around the store a little bit. I didn't have any money. Walked around the store a little bit, sweating bullets. Someone looked at me. I'd and and I finally made up enough work, n nerve to walk by the cashier counter and out the door. Did I turn it back in? No. Did I go back and pay for it? No. I ate it. But you know what? I felt bad about it. I felt bad because it's not you're not supposed to steal. That's your conscience talking to you. That was my conscience saying, you better put it back, you're going to get caught. You better put it back, you better put it back. Glad I didn't get caught, but I ain't a done it again. I haven't done it, and I don't plan on doing it, okay? I don't plan on doing it, okay? That's, that's what they talk about, your conscience being dead. In the, in the message translation we read the spirit makes it clear that as time goes on some are going to give up on the faith things just ain't turn out the way i thought they would some are going to give up on the faith who said it's going to be the way i wanted it to be anyway we follow the word of God regardless. Right? Paul was in prison when he was writing this. What? Yes, one of the greatest apostles there were was in prison and was beheaded for living for Jesus, for professing Christ as his Savior. Some are going to give up on the faith and chase after demonic illusions put forth by professional liars. There are professional liars. Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. These liars have lied so well 
and for so long that they have la lost, lost their capacity for truth. They've lost their capacity for truth. David said, I've hid your word in my heart, O oh Lord, that I might not sin against thee. We've got to hide the word of God in our hearts. We've got to treasure the word of God and realize that this word of God is like water when we read it. It becomes as water, the Bible says, and it washes, washes our soul. We need that word to wash us so that we'll follow the proper way. Who are you following tonight? Second Timothy, again, chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and they shall be turned unto fables turned unto fables. Oh, my ear's itching. But I don't desire teachers having itching ears. In other words, just whatever, I, whatever makes me feel good. In the New Living Translation, preach the Word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching they will follow their own desires and look and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear they will reject the truth and chase after myths there's a lot of myths in the land passed down from generation to generation to generation. But the Word of God is forever settled in heaven and earth. The Word of God is sure and steadfast and unmovable. It's the Word of God that's able to save our souls. Also in, in the message... So proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch. Challenge, warn, and urge your people. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. You're going to find that there will be times when people will not have, will have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food. Yeah, there is spiritual junk food out there. Catchy opinions. Well, you just don't. You don't have to be so narrow. 
narrow-minded. Catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. They will turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. Everyone knows what a, what a mirage is, right? See it off in the distance, and it looks like water. And the closer you get to it, the further away it gets. And you never can get to it. Don't chase after mirages of false truth. Now, there's, there's an incident that happened in the Old Testament that I want to bring to your, your attention that will help illuminate this question of who are you following? Who are you following? That's what we're talking about tonight. 1 Kings chapter 22, beginning at verse 2. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth of Gilead is ours? It's a country. And we be still and take not out of, don't, we don't take it out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And he said unto Jehoshaphat, Wilt thou go up with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thy horses. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. It's always good to acknowledge God. Acknowledge God in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy path. So what did the king of Israel do? He gathered the prophets together, about 400 men, and said unto them, Shall I go up against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. Well, that didn't really set well with Jehoshaphat. And in verse 7, he said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? Now, that really got Abraham, Ahab's goat. Because Ahab, he knew that there was another guy. Yes, there's yet one man, Micaiah the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. Why do you hate him, Ahab? For he doth not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. Oh, come on. Come on. Surely it's not that way all the time. Let's, let's, let's call for him. So he called for an officer, officer, an officer to to go get to go get Micaiah. And Zedekiah, verse eleven, uh, made him horns of iron, and he said, "Thus saith the Lord: With these shalt thou push the Syrians until thou consume them." And all the prophets said the same thing: Go up, go up, go up. And in verse 13, the messenger that had gone after Micaiah said unto him, Now behold, 
The words of the prophet declare good unto the king with one mouth. They're all saying the same thing. Hello. Let your words be the same, okay? Like the word of one of them, okay? But Micaiah said, as the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak. Regardless of which way everyone else is going, the Bible says that narrow is a way that leads to life under everlasting. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that go that way. Everybody's doing it. No, not everybody's doing it. Follow the narrow way. Follow the Bible way. So, here comes Micaiah before the king, and the king says, well, shall I go up to Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall I forbear? And he answered him and said, go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. But Ahab knew he was just mocking him, mocking, his, mocking all of his prophets. And the king got so mad. How many times shall I adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? And Micaiah said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel turned to Jehoshaphat, See? He said, see, he never says anything good about me. In verse 19, and he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. This actually happens, okay? I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said in one manner, another said in another manner. And there's one that came forth, a spirit, and stood before the Lord and said, I'll persuade him. Verse 22, and the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I'll go forth, and I'll, I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him. Prevail also. Go and do so. Now, therefore, Behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. He was saying this in front of a lot of people. There were 400 prophets that were saying, Go up, the Lord's with you. And he's saying that, that a spirit came before the Lord and said, I'll go and be in a lying spirit in their mouths. you like to stand up to that and the Lord 
has spoken evil concerning the lying spirits. Lying spirits, anyone who will try to persuade you away from following the truth, that's a lying spirit. That's a lying spirit. Anyone that will try and persuade you, saying, there's more to this life than just following the Bible. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, I'm beginning at the second half of verse 10. Because they received not the love of the truth that they may be, might be saved, and for this cause God shall send God shall send them strong delusion. God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Started slipping along the way. Praying didn't really mean what it used to mean. Worshiping took on a different meaning than what it used to mean. Reading, reading the Word of God, testifying, witnessing to people about what God has done in your life. What God has kept you from or what God has brought you through. Somehow life and circumstances kind of allowed things to slip in. And truths that we used to hold dear. Just don't stand in the forefront like they used to. In the NIV of the same passage, because they refused to love and accept the truth that they would save them, that, that would save them, so God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. If we believe, we follow, right? So how can I know who to follow or what church to go to? Jesus told us in John chapter 5, verse 39, to search the Scriptures, for in them you think... You have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And Paul instructed us in, was it 1 Timothy? 2 Timothy. I forgot to put the, the 2 in front. 2 and 15 and 16. To, to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth but shun profane and vain babblings 
for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Profane, that's like cursing, isn't it? Vain babblings, just talking nonsense. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. And I have one scripture that was ever my favorite scripture when I first received the Holy Ghost. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world. Rudiments of the world? Yeah. Following the signs, following the stars, horoscope, Ouija, hello? Now, now, the guys out on the boats years and years ago, they used the stars to chart their course to get, let's say, from, from Spain over to the New World, to get from England down to Africa or South America. They used the stars to chart their courses. They didn't. Follow the stars as though, oh, I see a God in, the, oh, oh, it looks like the shape of a, of a bear. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the, the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ and not after Christ, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. He is the head. He is the one that we should follow, Jesus. He loved us so much that he spread his hands and was nailed to a tree and took my place and took your place. Who are you following tonight? Will you stop? If there's voices that are trying to get you to do something contrary to sound doctrine, look in the Word. Look in the Word. Study the Word. Follow the Word of God. Follow the man of God. The man of God who is teaching the Word of God. Rightly dividing the Word of truth. Can we stand? Who are you following tonight? Or should I say, whose report will you believe? There is an altar. 
there is forgiveness of sins. There is remission of sins in water baptism. There is that guilt all gone. Lifting our hands. The Bible says lifting up holy hands unto God without doubting, without wrath. Lifting up our hands. When we lift up our hands, we're surrendering. What does the police tell you? Uh, hopefully you'll never have to. Uh... Have this happen to you? I never had it happen to me, and I'm thankful. But they say, get out of your car and put your hands up. Put them on your car or whatever. They want to see those hands. You're surrendering, and that's what the Lord wants us to do. Surrender to him. And when we surrender to him, he'll fill us with his spirit. It's a greater high than you've ever had in your life. Praise God. Can we pray? Lord, we love you tonight. Thank you for truth. Thank you for your word, oh God. Let it go forth. Lord, I know, I know it's going to go forth and do what you so desire. Help us all to want to, to wanna live for you even greater, to search your word, to be followers of of you to follow to follow after you in all sincerity and in truth so that we can one day as leading others with us oh god we can make it all the way to glory bless those under the sound of my voice help us oh god throughout the remainder of this week lord to to put you first in our lives in jesus name we pray and everyone said amen. And sometime in the future, we'll have to have a part two to the, this ponderings of who are you following. Now, you're, you're more than willing to come. If you want to come and pray, we'll pray with you. I bless you, you may be dismissed in Jesus' name.